Welcome, Talk King of Queen's Universe. We're glad you're here with us today for Lucky Episode number 13. Lucky 13. Before we get into it, either of you have a phobia with 13. Jellybean, you first. No, sir. Dan Marino's number 13. Oh, damn. Well, he was definitely unlucky in football <laughs> and then recently with public relations nightmares <laughs> joshua what about you no nah, man i don't believe in all that voodoo really? um into a tonga vailoa number 13 as well another Miami he, he's number one. Oh, okay Ooh. i think he was 13 in alabama oh i wouldn't know that i think that's right i think that's right because there might have been some discussion around that and hit marino's number but yeah I mean, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious about it, but a TV, if the volume is on 13, I can't do it. I either have to go up one or down one, and it's a constant struggle. And I have no problem with that number, but just – I don't know why that is. It just cannot be on 13. So, I'm anyway. but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. We're bringing the early Spence out in this episode, who's, who's not in this episode, by the way, and maybe that's – why I feel the way I do about it. But with that, let's get to our two co-hosts. First up, we have Josh Coondog. How are you today, kind sir? Uh, man, I'm okay. Hanging in there. How you so, doing? I, I got a lot of text messages about the show. And, and the one that kept coming up and up is, will Josh bring back fun facts? Because uh, he hadn't done that in a while. Uh. I'm doing my best here. I'm trying to find some. They're they're kind of hard to come by with some of these older episodes. Oh man, you might need to open that Google machine and, and see if you can uh, can find some. But it's good to hear your voice again. Um, so we'll get to our other co-hosts, and I have written here for his biography from Athens, currently residing in Buford. He stands in at six feet four, weighing two hundred and ten pounds. He's my favorite. He's Josh's favorite, Mr. Jelly Bean. What's going on, man? Hey, thank you for that kind welcome, A-Town. Everything's good up here in the uh, Buford, Brazelton area. No complaints. It's been a long time since we've done a pod, but I know that you guys have been busy, so it's great to be back. And I'm with you on these fun facts from the coon dog. He really needs to pick up the pace, bring us some facts. Hopefully today's the day we get back on track. So get your popcorn ready and we'll see what happens. I'm with you, man. We're only three minutes in and looks like Josh Coon wants to be anywhere but here. But we're glad that you all are here. That's for sure. Um, and before we get into today's episode, got a few housekeeping items, not a whole lot. Um, so I had an interesting idea that we haven't talked about. So I'm just going to spring it on you both. I'll let Jelly Bean answer first, 
what do you think about doing a watch along episode, changing up the format a little bit, just trying it out, you know, just see what happens. Just a tip. I'm in, man. I think it could be pretty fun. I could still have some notes prepared just in case we, we run out of things to say. Josh Coon, what are your thoughts on a watch along? I'd be interested. Um, I'd love to hear from some of our fans out there. What do y'all think of a watch along idea? Should, and should we, should we do it as a bonus episode and just do a, a cover an episode twice? Or should we just, should we just go, go straight in and just dive right in? I think that's a couple poll questions right there. One, should we do it? And two, maybe list a couple episodes and maybe throw in a Kevin James movie in there just to see what happens. Maybe we do Grown Ups. Maybe we do Hitch, which I still haven't seen. Um, yeah. Could be a pretty fun idea. So. One uh, one housekeeping thing for me, uh, just a reminder to uh, friendly friendly reminder to all our listeners: if if you could just take a second and go out there and give us five stars and give us likes on our pages and stuff, that really goes a long way to help support the show. So we would very much appreciate you. We already do, and we'd appreciate you even more. So thanks. Hey, and by supporting the show, you're supporting our dreams of hanging out with Kevin James and getting him on this show. Um, I think we all agree that we want him on here at some time. Um, I know that he's probably growing a little restless during uh, this quarantine. So let, let's let's try and make this happen. So give us some five-star likes and uh, share it with your friends. So with that, it brings us to our most popular segment. Maybe, maybe the best segment in all of podcasts. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's Jib Jab with Jelly Bean. A Jib Jab with Jelly Bean. A jib jab with jelly bean. Jelly bean, are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. First up, Austin from Seattle wants to know, Jelly bean, did you see Kevin James is releasing a new comedy on Netflix called The Crew? Will you watch? Oh, boy. I don't know anything about this, but I will definitely watch. This sounds great. Can anybody tell me anything about it? <laughs> I can give you a little synopsis. Um, he's like the, ooh, I'm not a NASCAR person, so I probably should let Josh Kuhn take this one, but it's about a NASCAR crew, and he's the, the leader of that crew. And there seem to be a couple familiar faces in there, and that's about the, all I've heard about it. Josh Kuhn, you heard anything else? Uh, that's it. I just uh, saw a brief little uh, poster or something online uh, that, yeah, that's all I know, that it's about a, a NASCAR crew. So that's all I got. That might be our watch along right there, A-Town. Maybe that's not a bad idea. I might check that, that might be out. a bonus episode. I like that. All right, next question. Dean from Starkville wants to know, Jelly Bean, did you see Kevin James recently bought a $14 million beach house in Florida? Are you surprised? No, that sounds pretty good. Kevin needs a nice little vacation house to stay at. Uh, you know where we're at in Florida? I think Just it's curious. at Del Rey. Okay. Yeah, All I right. saw that, that too. Sounds... I think it was Del Rey. All right. That sounds like a nice neighborhood. I just want to throw out there, I think Kevin be quite comfortable here in Brazelton if he ever wants to come by for a visit. <laughs> we, got a, we got a lot of good things going on up here. Hey, I like it, man. Or maybe, you know, maybe Helen, Georgia. That might also be a good place for him to, to end up. But um, I would love to go to that beach house. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm kind of surprised, though, that 
I love him, and I know he's doing well, but he's still got $14 million just laying around to spend on a beach house, so pretty good. All right, and finally, we got Jordan from Atlanta, and he wants to know, Jelly Bean, why won't you debate me, you coward? Hey, Town, I feel a little out of the loop sometimes. Is this one of these uh, tweeter things that I don't know about because I don't get on the tweeter? I think it's partially tweeter, and I think it's partially that he just keeps texting me that over and over. Hmm. Wants to know, one, why don't we have new episodes, and two, why won't Jelly Bean debate him? Well, so what's the debate about? I don't even understand. Whether this is a family show or not. Oh, well, it's obviously a family show. That's what we base our values and the foundation of our show on. I think that's fair. (laughs) Um, But I still think that would be a good debate. (laughs) So watch. So thank you for the questions. And if you want to ask Jelly Bean a question, uh, go on social media and use the hashtag Jib jab with jelly bean, a jib jab with jelly bean. All right. Thank you, jelly bean. So let's get into it today. We are covering episode number 13, Josh Kuhn. That's one three entitled The Best Man. I hope you watched the right one. This episode initially aired January 11th, 1999, and received an 8.0 rating on IMDb. And the cold open starts with. Uh, wait, no cold open. We go straight to that awful intro. Disappointing start for sure. Josh Kuhn, what do you think about not having a, a cold open? Yeah, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I like, the, I like the subway, man. We get to see the subway come in and take a look out. <laughs> I still got to put a poll question up. I still got to put a poll question up to see what, See how many of our fans thinks thinks I'm an idiot for uh, thinking it was a <laughs> Well, I think the poll question should just be: Is Josh Kuhn an idiot? And uh, we'll see what the answers are. Like that sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a little strange that there was no cold open in here because we're so used to that in pretty much every sitcom, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. So we start the episode with Douglas on the bed watching football on tv uh frantic carry with a robe enters the room and yells douglas what are you doing except that was more arthur than carry well from the look of it he says not the right thing i thought that was a pretty pretty good quote i'm gonna have to use that sometime doug's good at picking up the context clues um apparently he needs to get dressed because deacon and kelly i will be there any minute to pick them up for a wedding so it's going to be a wedding episode pretty excited about that Doug's slowly getting to his feet, to which Carrie says, slowly getting to your feet from your ass is not enough progress. Douglas responds, you try getting up off my ass, which I thought was another pretty good line. Uh, So we got a couple good lines to start off here. Carrie wants Douglas to get ready because this wedding is important to her. It's one of her closest friends from college named Todd. Um, And after some debating back and forth, Carrie convinces Doug to take a shower He doesn't want to, though, because he showered only six hours ago and his towel might still be damp. CD, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between showers? Um, I mean, you know, as long as you get one or two a weekend, you should be good to go. See, I heard in high school that you took showers like every 15 minutes. Is that true? (laughs) I don't I don't get that. Um, (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on. Family show. 
family show. Next scene, we see Arthur in the kitchen looking pretty perplexed, looking off in the distance, and he looks concerned. Uh, Carrie enters and tells him that he looks very handsome, uh, but Arthur's not really seeming to care here. She asks if something's wrong. He says, nothing. I don't want to worry you about it. And Carrie attempts to leave, which is a good call. But Arthur busts into a story anyway, typical Arthur. And he's pretty pissed off here. He's pretty upset about the RSVP card for the wedding. Because apparently, he picked fish instead of steak on the day the invitation arrived. Because he had just had a steak and he wanted fish in a few weeks. Seems logical to me. But today, now he wants a steak. Jelly Bean, what's your go-to dinner pick at weddings? So you pick the steak every time. I mean, maybe a woman picks the fish every once in a while, but you pick the steak. You pick the steak every time. Coon Dog, are you with me? Um, yeah, I mean, if if steaks, uh, I guess it depends on what kind of steak. I mean, because I'm not a big like uh, prime rib fan, and you get that a lot uh, with you know weddings and stuff. But um, so I don't know. That's that's tough, actually. I could, I mean, the last wedding I was at, I went fish because we were in Maryland, and I thought, well, if fish is going to be good anywhere. Maybe it's maybe it's crab, maybe it's something cool that I haven't even heard of. I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, but in fairness, when I got there, I really did want the steak after seeing everybody else's. So I kind of blew with that one. I'm going to have to take your advice on that jelly bean and go with the steak. Carrie tells Arthur that it'll all work out and begs him to just let it go. She even offers him $1,000 to let it go, and he responds, if only life were that easy. Great, Arthur. Great, Arthur. You can tell this is going to be a good part of the the storyline today. Next scene, we find Douglas upstairs, and he's putting on his tux. While he's trying to put on his tux, he can't seem to button his pants, um, which happens as you get older. Um, He's trying everything, and I do mean everything laying on the bed, pulling up. He's just trying it all. Carrie walks in. Um, she's kind of mad at him for not trying on the tux two months ago, but she's determined to help him get his, these pants buttoned. Uh, she eventually gets the pants buttoned, but Douglas has a hard time breathing. Josh Coon, what do you think about all this? I have a question. So do y'all own a tux? I was surprised that Doug owned a tux. I don't own a tux. I don't own a tux. <laughs> I do not own a tux either. Um, I'm surprised. I, I figured Adam would, would be the one to be like, I don't own tuxes. I, I have three tuxes. <laughs> no, <Nah>, man, <laughs> I, I don't own a tux. I own a nice black suit that I that I use for, for my black tie affairs. But, yeah, I mean, no tux. Only person I know that does that is old Juice from Tuscaloosa. When's the last time y'all had to wear a tux? <laughs> if I answered that, y'all are going to make fun of me. I mean, I can't even remember. I don't know. Uh, I think I know. I think I know where Adam's going because I think I might have the same answer. Oh, I don't know. Then I was gonna say um, Obama's inaugural ball <laughs> had to wear oh, a tux man. to that. But where would we have worn a tux together? Uh, the Pi Beta Sigma formal. Oh, I wish I could explain that to our listeners, but essentially. There was a <laughs> there was a sorority in our high school, and they had a big lead out event, and uh, that was always fun to uh, to go to. So that was funny, Josh Coon. I would have forgotten about that. Um, anyway, so 
she eventually gets dug uh, in this tux, but he can't breathe. So they, he takes the pants, unbuttons them. Um, he says he tried the tux on two months ago, but he didn't think he gained any weight. And he said, that's it. He's giving up cheese. No more cheese for him, which something tells me that that's a little bit of a lie by Doug. Carrie says, take the pants. She'll let them out. But she didn't really know how to do that. Dog, do you know how to let out pants? Is that actually a thing? Uh, it's a it's a thing. I've heard of it. I definitely do not know how to do it. It's above my pay grade. Uh, I don't fully understand the concept and how it all works, but apparently, but I'm, but it's, it's a, I think it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard the phrase. I just, I have no earthly idea on, on how, what that undertakes. Maybe, maybe our fans can let us know. So like, well, my question is like, is there like a, is, I mean, can you just let them out forever? I mean, like, is there has to be a limit, right? And if there's a limit, then can you take them in forever? I mean, how does, how does this is just, just madness, man. Just madness. <laughs> I really, really don't know, to be honest. I wish, wish I had a better understanding. Um, after a ring at the doorbell, Carrie runs downstairs to greet Kelly and Deacon, who were looking nice and dapper. Kelly's looking pretty roll tied here. Um, Douglas comes downstairs. And what do you think about what's going on, Jelly Bean? So, uh, I'm liking it so far. Is this the first Kelly signing that we've had? Is this the first introduction we've had to her? I believe it is. I was wondering that too. I think it might be. See, I thought I brought that up at some point and y'all made fun of me that she was in a different episode. And I, now I don't know. <laughs> now I'm confused. Yeah, I can't um, remember now. I'm, I'm saying it's the first time. I'm pretty confident. Well, if we're <laughs> wrong, our loyal listeners will, I'm sure, let yeah. us know. So but here's here's my thing, A-Town. This is where we need a fun fact, and we don't have it. We do not have it. <laughs> oh, Josh Coon, you kind of worked right into that one. We're starving our fans. <laughs> we are starving oh, our fans. Um, so Deacon and Kelly are at the door, and it's the first time we ever see Kelly, according to Josh Coon. Um, Douglas comes downstairs and he says he's got a solution that he can just wear sweatpants. Carrie isn't buying it. And he says if he would have, if he being Douglas would have tried on his tux two months ago, he'd look like Deacon. Doug responds, trying on my tux two months ago wouldn't have made me six, five and black, which seems to disappoint Carrie. <laughs> it's kind of funny there. Uh, Carrie asks Kelly for help sewing, but she didn't know how. She's kind of like us. But luckily, Deacon does. Kelly, are you buying that Deacon would know how to let out pants? I mean, he explained it uh, from his time at the National Guard, so I'm I'm buying it. I mean, they teach that kind of thing, I reckon. I mean, I guess so. Um, I guess I'll have to ask my brother. Uh, but, yeah, he explains that uh, he learned this at the National Guard and uh, – Douglas asks Deacon, did you also have to sew little booties? And Deacon says, no, but he did learn how to kill a man with a thumb to the eyeball. Mm. That's one thing that I would not want to see. Doug kind of gets the point and his demeanor changes a little bit here. Meanwhile, upstairs, Carrie and Kelly are looking at pantyhose and discussing the wedding. Kelly asks Carrie if it's going to be hard for her to watch Todd walking down the aisle. Uh Uh-oh, looks like we're going to get a backstory here. Apparently, Carrie slept with Todd a long time ago. She had 
very high hair then, so it just barely counts, according to her. I don't think that's going to be the case later on. But back downstairs, Douglas is happy with Deacon's work. Doug and Deacon are disappointed about going to the wedding. They kind of wish they could stay home and watch some of the good games that are on TV. And Doug suggests Carrie and Kelly should just go it alone since they went to college with Todd. And Deacon agrees and says, yeah, to get back to them, Doug should make Carrie go to a wedding with someone Doug had sex with. Uh-oh. This is news to Doug. Jellybean, what are you thinking about this development? Are you going to invite any of your exes to the wedding? Well, you never know, A-Town, but yeah, I'm not liking what's going on right now. I don't like what they're doing with uh, with Carrie's reputation here. You know, they're kind of making her look like a, a slut, and I don't really like it, A-Town. There's a little bit of slut-shaming going on. Um, yeah, I don't like it. Today. I don't like it. But she, um, so. she has admitted herself at times in the show that, that she was a little promiscuous. Yeah, I just we don't like we it. We ain't got there yet. We ain't got there we don't, yet. Yeah, we ain't got there yet, and we don't like it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, well, Douglas, he's not liking this one bit. And uh, next scene I thought was a really good scene. They're all five in the car, and happy Arthur is sitting in the back middle between Deke and Kelly, which just makes me really happy to see that. Uh, <laughs> Arthur is looking to make a swap for steak at the wedding. Uh, unfortunately, both Kelly and Deacon – Though they both went with fish. Um, so that, that's kind of surprising that Deacon would do that. After a brief commercial break, at least on my end, we're at the reception, and Carrie can't believe little Todd is getting married. Douglas says he's surprised that Todd and Carrie never hooked up in college. He's, he's really trying to play it cool, uh, but he's trying to get her to, to admit what to happen in the past. Carrie's a little unnerved, and she's trying to play it off too, but but Doug keeps going. He starts making fun of Todd's appearance. He even calls him a freak and says, you'd have to be a hard-up skank to want to jump those bones. Right, Care? A little bit more of slut shame in there, just saying. Carrie's not really liking this at all. Uh, we then pan to Arthur, who's trying to convince someone to trade a steak uh, for fish. He tells him that he's hearing rumblings about mad cow disease. Josh Coon, you're the keeper of facts. What is mad cow disease? Um, it's a brain disorder in adult cattle that may be spread to humans through dis through diseased meat. Humans may acquire the disorder by eating diseased meat products. When it comes from cattle, the disorder is called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease and ultimately need leads to dementia and death. The condition is rare. Man, Jellybean, did that did that get you for a, a good fact? Are you happy about that one? No, I'd like a more succinct definition. That was pretty drawn out. I think he could get to the point for us. You know what I mean, A-Town? Narrow it down for the listeners a little bit. <laughs> it's almost like he read that off of Wikipedia or something. Um, we next see Carrie and Kelly talking. Carrie says um, Doug's acting kind of weird. Um, what's up with him and that like Carrie can almost smell that Doug knows Carrie slept with Todd. Um, Carrie says, well, men are perceptive like that. And I have to tell all the lady listeners, all one of you that might be listening to this, we are not perceptive like that at all. 
And Carrie agrees. She says, have you met Doug? And then Carrie kind of spills, or Kelly spills the beans and says that Deacon told Doug. And it's just kind of all spiraling downhill from here. Um, we see Doug eating appetizers from a waiter with a tray. The waiter tries to leave, but Doug holds him back and says, hey, guy, you're with us, which is pretty funny. I enjoyed that one. Doug's not really happy. Um, I love that. I love that where he's like, uh, he says, uh, hey, where are you going? You're with us, pal. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, Doug's just pretty – I mean, this is probably one of the more matter we ever see Doug in the entire show, um, except for maybe – the, the finale um, is the only time I can think of it. Deacon's trying to tell him to take it easy. Um, and Doug says, speaking of easy, here comes little Miss Easy, Carrie. Josh Coon, what are you thinking about what, what Doug's thinking about his wife here? That's not cool, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess you're right. You're probably right, yeah. Needs to bag it off a notch. She can she can live her past is her past, and she needs to be able to live her life. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what you mean. The past is the past, and uh, that's uh, just you know kind of what happens. Um, I do I think, like though, think that. About- I, I, I mean, you know, the past is the past, but she should have told him. I don't know if I'm getting ahead here, but she should have told him that before before now, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you're getting a little ahead. You're spoiling us left and right <laughs> on a lot of things here, but it's all right. We'll get there. Save that for a couple couple minutes from now. Okay. Uh, so, Carrie uh, comes up to Doug and suggests getting in the reception line to say hi to Todd and the missus. And then she decides in the line that she'll finally admit to Doug what happened. And Doug's pretty pretty mad. He um, asks Carrie why she never came clean in the first place. Then they finally get to the bride and groom, and Todd seems pretty happy to, to hug from Carrie here. And while she's hugging him, well, Doug just can't help himself and grabs the bride. And uh, this is uh, a little awkward. The bride says, have we met? And Doug says, we have now, <laughs> and keeps hugging her. Have we met? <laughs> Right? There's a weird means. voice. So, Jelly Bane, who is in the wrong here? This is spiraling out. Is this Doug or is this Carrie or is this Deacon's fault? Uh, Carrie's definitely in the wrong. It's no debate. In the wrong for sleeping with Todd or in the wrong for not telling Doug? For sleeping with Todd. T- for sleeping with Todd and for not telling Doug. She's in the wrong all the way around. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that first answer. I almost spit up my drink there. Oh, boy, we're going to get some feedback on this one. Todd uh, compliments Carrie, and then he asks for another hug, which that's not going to make Doug happy. Doug also gets another hug from the bride, and I think her name is Paula. Is that right? It was hard to hear her name. I thought it was Paula, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, after that, they walk off, and uh, Arthur comes up, and he's he's still pretty odd about his entree, and he's not going to let this one go. Um we kind of go back and forth in scenes. Doug and Carrie are getting into a big fight. And Doug tells Carrie something like, well, whenever I meet one of your guy friends from now on, I'll just assume that you slept with them, which was not the right thing to say. And Carrie walks off. Uh, we then see Deacon 
and Kelly sitting at a table and they were watching this argument take place. Kelly tells Deke, look what you did. And Deke says, I don't know what happened. I had the needle and the thread and I just started yapping. It's a little sexist, but pretty funny. And uh, Deke doesn't think that Doug is overreacting here. He says he'd be really upset if Kelly slept with Todd and never told him about it, which was uh, hewing an awkward look on Kelly's face and avoiding eye contact. Ken Dog, I'm not good at picking up on cues. What's going on here? What's why is Kelly looking away? Well, buddy, this this may indicate that Kelly may have been promiscuous with Todd as well. Damn, that cleared this up. Todd here? guy, man. I mean, I, you look at him and you think, no way. But taking care of Kelly and Carrie, whew, this guy's kind of got to be rolling then. Um, we're back to Arthur, who's now yelling at Todd. He's upset that Todd made him pick his meal six weeks in advance. And he says, quick, February 23rd, 2005. Fish your steak, Todd. Choose right now. Doesn't feel too good when you're on the hot seat, does it, Todd? Does it? I love that old scene. It's pretty funny. But that leads to my next question. Jelly Bean, May 6, 2024, what do you want for dinner? Going to be steak every time, buddy. Just go ahead and write it down. <laughs> I'm going to put that in a calendar notice right now and send that to you, and uh, you better accept it. Oh, boy. Uh, after a commercial break, we're back, and it's Todd and his wife's first dance, who I think her name is Paula, but I don't know. Uh, the band then invites other couples who are in love to the dance floor, and instead of seeing our show's main characters and the lovely couples uh, dancing, we see Doug and Deke, and they're talking together at the bar. Nothing good's going on here. And Doug says to Deacon, welcome to the Todd slept with my my wife before I did club. Deacon says, Kelly swore they didn't sleep together. They just fooled around. Which means what? I didn't ask. Doug says, you got to give this guy credit. He nailed both of our wives, and now we're here buying him gifts. That's a pretty, <laughs> really, <laughs> that's a good line. I didn't think about it at the time, but that, that's a pretty good line. Um, Deke walks off and, and Doug spots the lonely bride by herself again. And he asks where the kids are going for their honeymoon, but it doesn't really matter since they're not going to be leaving their bedroom and the bride doesn't really know where they're going. And Doug says, I guess when you've been with a guy like Todd, everything else is a letdown. Bride's not happy and she's walking away because she's got to do her father daughter dance. Man, this is really, really bothering Doug. Dog, would you ever ask a question like this? Man, that's way over. That's ooh, ooh, way over the line. That's uh, <laughs> that is awkwardness beyond comprehension. Oh, makes eyes. That was kind of hard to watch. <laughs> Jellybean, you're one of the few people I know in this world that might ask a question like this. Would you do it? I don't know, A Town. You never know. I might. I just might do it. <laughs> I mean. That, that's an interesting thought that I just came up with. So there's no way I could do it. And you know me, Josh Cohn, when stuff like this happens on the TV, I have to turn my head because I just can't take the awkwardness. Mm -hmm. uh, the bride says she isn't sure and basically runs off. And then we're back at the best man speech, which gives me to my favorite question of the day. Jelly Bean, have you ever given a best man speech and how was it received? Did you curse in it? I have not given a best man speech. 
Wow. I, I thought the answer to that was surely yes. Okay. Failure on my part. Josh Kuhn, are you giving a best man speech? Nope. Well, shit. <laughs> you, I, I, I you, ain't ma- you ain't married yet, buddy. No, no, but I oh, – <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Josh Kuhn, sorry, bud. Uh, Juice, <laughs> sorry. And uh, Jordan, definitely sorry. <laughs> so – all right, the best man, uh, New Todd from college, and he tells a story. Doug is standing by the cake. He's still drinking, and he's pretty mad. He actually knocks the groom's figurine head off, which was kind of funny to see because I didn't think he'd be able to do that. Uh, we finally get to the waiter bringing out food to Arthur, and Arthur he brings out the, the fish, and Arthur says, excuse me, I ordered the steak. The waiter says, no, you didn't, and he can tell by the yellow ribbon on his plate. Arthur is just striking out over and over. I wonder if he's going to be successful here. Carrie tries to get Doug to come sit down with him, but he's not having any of it. He's still mad about all the times they hung out with Todd and that she and Todd knew. Douglas didn't know. He feels like Carrie made a fool of him. And while Carrie's trying to console Doug, she's called to the stage for her toast, which is kind of weird because I only thought there were like two toasts, but... Anyway, Carrie takes this opportunity to tell the crowd about a time a couple of years ago when she saw Todd at a party and was on her second date with her now husband, Doug. And she says that what she didn't tell everybody then was that her and Todd were sexually intimate. Oh, boy. Um, I don't (laughs) I hope this doesn't happen at my wedding. That's all I got to say. This doesn't really help Doug out that much. And he pretty much walks out of the room and Carrie tries to go after him. She said she never told Doug about Todd because she really wanted things to work out with Doug. And if she said, see that guy over there, I did him. Would Doug have ever asked her out again? Coondog, do girls really say things like I did him about guys? Uh, I've never heard it. I bet you haven't. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, Doug says Doug says maybe he would have asked her out and Carrie says then maybe she would have missed out on the best thing in her life Douglas which is just so sweet Doug apologizes and says he's sorry just picturing Carrie with another guy gets him insane Jellybean you're not I, buying this are you no I don't like this one bit he shouldn't be apologizing she should be the one apologizing she was in the wrong she was lying about things i'd be still i'm not pleased a town not pleased with this whole premise i'm kind of with you um we'll get to get to the end in a minute josh coon is is uh should should doug be apologizing here no i don't think he should i mean i mean i guess he you know he he can can forgive her but you know, it's not the end of the world, but I still think she was in the wrong not to tell him in the beginning. That's right. She should apologize, and then he can forgive her, but that's not the direction we're going in here at A-Town. That's right. Um, and this might be why we keep getting those messages about maybe having a female co-host, because I have a feeling they would have would have said something a little different there. Um, Carrie, or Doug says he's sorry. Maybe he says it rightly or wrongly. And Carrie tries to console him and says, believe me, 
My thing with Todd was nothing to get insane about. It was nothing, and I mean nothing. Nothing. Zip. Over in a minute. If that. And then he kept apologizing and crying. He had a fear of intimacy because his mother didn't hold him as a child. Like TMI, buddy. Carrie and Doug are both laughing. They're kind of loving this. There's only one problem. In her haste, Carrie brought the microphone with her. And now the whole crowd has been listening to this whole thing. Um, pretty funny. Carrie walks in the other room uh, with Doug, where the audience is, and they try to play everything off as a skit. And no one's buying it. Jellybean, what would you have done in this situation? Well, it would have never got to that point. They nobody, Somebody in that room would have got up and stopped them. I mean, they would have never had that whole conversation on mic like that. But uh, Good yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, that's just not realistic. I mean, you'd be surprised about some open mic things that have happened. You ever seen the, the councilman that <laughs> forgot he was wearing his mic? He went to the bathroom and the rest of the city council's having their meeting. And he's just in the bathroom taking a big old dump and his microphone's still on. It's, <laughs> you know, no. know, man. it's terrible. But, I awesome. think it, I but, think that, but that makes him look bad. They're making like the bride and groom look oh, bad. Somebody, somebody would have definitely shut that down real fast. Big difference. Good, good point. <laughs> good point. Um, at the end, we see the band playing. Arthur delivers a note to the saxophone slash lead singer, I guess. Uh, the saxophone player le- reads it aloud, and he says, and now we'd like to invite everyone who ordered steak to join us on the dance floor. They get up. They go dance. Arthur then sits down, picks up a fork and knife, and starts to go to town on the steak winks at the saxophone guy, and boom goes the dynamite. That's our episode. Josh Kuhn, you're up first today, like most days, I guess. What is your rating? Who is your MVP? And what is your favorite quote? Man, you're really throwing me off putting me first here. Um, <laughs> all right, so I got, a, I got a fun fact for you. The oh. band leader of the wedding is a former is named Peter Tork and it was a member of the band, the monkeys. Wow. All right. I did not know that. Y'all know the monkeys. Yeah. They were, what was that back in the, like the sixties? Yeah, like, that's, like that. that's good. That's going way back. Right. Dang. That was a fun fact. Y'all didn't recognize him. No, uh-uh, not at all. I only knew the one guy from the <laughs> monkeys. I didn't recognize him. I just okay. found him alive. <laughs> <laughs> You got me on that one. I'll give you credit for that fun fact right there. That was pretty good, CD. Appreciate you. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's not not a great episode. I'll give it uh, eight wings. The MVP goes to <laughs> tough. Um, nobody was really spectacular in this one. Um, I guess uh, I guess I got to give it to Arthur. Um, a quote probably goes to Doug when he goes uh, when he goes hey where are you going you're with us pal I like that <laughs> I like that I like that one that's a good one that is a good one that's a George Costanza move for sure all right jelly bean same question to you I know you really loved this episode so for my quote, it's that first line of the episode where Carrie comes up to Doug 
and asks, what are you doing? And uh, he says, apparently not the right thing. Uh, <laughs> then, then the episode's just downhill from there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it one chicken wing um, because Ooh. I'm extremely hungry. And uh, wow. I, I don't like it one bit. They, they just make my characters that I like look bad. And then Doug's apologizing for what. I, it's just kind of one of those where if you just watch it for fun, it might be okay. But when we're doing a podcast on it and we're really like going through it and thinking about it, it's kind of one of those frustrating episodes, A-Town. So, yeah, definitely yeah. not big of a fan of this one. MVP, it's kind of hard choosing somebody. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Deacon. I'll give it to Deacon this time around. Deacon's that's a good pick. Um, and this is the point of the show where I have to remind our listeners, yes, we do love this show. Yes, it's okay to criticize the show at the same time because, you know, I, I think they probably knew it wasn't a great episode and they learned from it and they went to another formula that worked because if it just continued to be like this, no Spence, I mean – Anyway, I'm going to give it three wings, so I'll go in between you guys. Um, I'm still pretty hungry. Um, might might get fish afterwards, not sure. Uh, my MVP is Arthur because he's the only one that has a funny kind of storyline of the whole episode and provides some levity. Um, my, my favorite line is from – I don't even know if it's a line. It's, it's just Kelly's look on her face after Deacon says – I mean, I'd be pretty upset, too, if I found out you slept with Todd. And just the look on her face uh, is like, oh, shit, I got caught stealing out of the cookie jar. I thought that was pretty funny. Enjoyed that one. All right. So that's it for number 13. Next week, we're covering episode 14 entitled Dog Days. The dog of the new neighbors keeps Doug and Carrie up all night. And then Arthur thinks Charles Schultz based peanuts on him we might have to educate some of the younger crowd what peanuts actually is well that's it for today jelly bean josh coon any last words i'm good brother enjoyed it all right jelly bean just giving me that nod of approval looking forward to next week looking forward to giving the talking of queen's universe another episode and then this very last message, it's for you, Kevin. I know it's been a while, and maybe you forgot. But, Kevin, you can wait, maybe. But we can't. Look us up. We want to hang out at that beach house. Let's do this thing. <laughs>